Welcome, welcome, welcome back to the Creative Process Podcast with myself, Jared Klein. Today, it is episode 12. Obviously, if you are viewing on YouTube, you can see our guest on your screen right now. But if you're listening on Spotify and Apple Podcasts, you do not know who we are having on today. Um, We are having, as most people in the community know him as, Bradley Jack Design. Um, Brad LaFeld, that sounds weird when I say it. I've been trying to say it. It's just, is that right? <laughs> yeah, so... You typed it out for me earlier. Yeah, so... So I have an identical twin, which some people don't know. Mm-hmm. Um, his, his name is Alex. And just the way it sounds based on, like, phonetics, we call him Alex Lafeld, And I go by Brad LaFeld. There's a bunch of stuff we've complained about. So we're, there's a bunch of stuff we've talked about, how it fits in the mouth, but... Mm-hmm. Brad LaFeld, Brad Layfeld, it's all the same. That's oh, why I go by Bradley Jack. Okay. On internet. It's yeah, that to, it is a little easier with. to like kind of you know roll with a little bit. Yeah, I do agree. Um, but yeah, so we do have Brad on today. Um, we'll get into Brad in a little bit here. Um, but first off, I want to give thanks and um to the people listening. Um, it's always awesome to see see some feedback and um see how many people listen to these. It's it's really cool. I never thought it would. Um, I would be, you know, sitting in front, having conversations with great people and um, providing value to to fellow designers. And um, that's I'm, I'm just very grateful for the people that listen um, and the people that are open to coming onto the podcast like you, Brad. Very grateful that you're taking the time out of your day today to be on the podcast. Um, but anyways, let, let's let's kind of get into it. Um, tell the people a little bit about yourself um, for people that don't know who you are. Intro yourself. You can go as deep or as shallow as you like, whatever you want to do. Okay. Uh, my name is Bradley Feld. I go by Bradley Jack Design online. Uh, if you're listening to this, you probably follow me on social media. If you don't, follow me on social media. <laughs> I'm on Instagram, YouTube, and Twitter. Um, I run a YouTube channel called Bradley Jack Design where I have a bunch of tutorials for Photoshop. Um, they're really niche tutorials, more leaned towards the sports realm. Um, but I've got tutorials on there, and I have breakdowns of a lot of graphics I've made. So um, I go on there and basically say, hello, here is my Photoshop file. Here are all of the layers. Here's why, what all these layers mean. And here's exactly how I made this. So I'm sort of showing how the sausage is made in that aspect. But mm-hmm. it's something I like to do. Um, people probably know me for being the guy that did the 365-day project. And that's how I got into the sports realm. I, I did go to uni- university. We're in America. I went to college. Uh, <laughs> I went to Sinclair Community College in Dayton, Ohio. Then I went to the University of Dayton, go Flyers, go Obi Toppin. And um, after graduating there, I got a job after college doing advertising for car dealerships. And I did that for like six and a half years. And it's just like banner ads for car dealerships. Not for the car OEMs, not for like Ford and Toyota, for like (laughs) Bob's Toyota. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Something, you know, stuff like that. So um, not very satisfying from the passion fulfillment standpoint so while i was working there i was like i needed i want to do something in sports and the the reason i realized i wanted to do something in sports was we actually had someone when i was in college as a senior basically shine a light that this is a realm that exists um doing stuff for um it what we i like to call environmental graphics so Stuff on walls at sporting arenas. The easiest way to put it. She came in and talked to us about that. I was like, oh, that sounds cool. I kind of want to do that. Nothing happened from it. Took a job out of college and was there <laughs> for six and a half years. 
So during that, in like in 2018, the start of 2018, like I had applied for jobs. Like I go, I can go on Teamwork Online and like go back to like 2012 of me applying to like a job at the Browns and like a job at my Chicago Bears, mm-hmm. um, and being like, there's no reason for them to hire me. I have no sports experience. I'm fresh out of college. I don't live in Cleveland. I don't live in Chicago. So I took a job, um, and then I would look and see jobs pop up and I would apply for them, but I had no, nothing in my portfolio that was sports related. Mm -hmm. I do stuff every once in a while, like Cole Hamels was going to come to Eldorado Mazda. So here's some graphics with Cole Hamels on it. So I got to do something like that. Or, you know, Nissan dealership was giving away Falcons tickets in 2017. So I put like Julio Jones on this thing, but I completely ignored brand guidelines and like wasted a whole bunch of time putting all these players on it and be like, well, it doesn't follow something or other with their branding. So that's a great, mm-hmm. um, but I didn't have anything sports related. So in order to get better at that, I started my 365 day project where if you're not aware, I made a new graphic every day for a year. It took two weeks off to get married. Um, but started at January 1, 2018, finished at January 14, 2019. And my growth as a designer can't be understated. Um, and then just all the connection I made from that, from posting online in the sports community was great as well. Um, I've, I've said this before, like, I remember going on Instagram and going on the hashtag sports design search. Mm-hmm. It was like 15, it was only like 15 to 20,000 posts. Now, if you go on there, it's like 200,000 posts. Mm-hmm because everybody's on there's it's getting into the sports realm and creative with how social media has developed over the last five years. Even this is a big area people want to work in. So from doing that project, I actually got some freelance work out of it, which was great. Um, it only took 60 days for me to get an email from someone wanting me to work with them. So if you're wanting to get into sports, you know, put together a project. If you don't have anything in there, just for me, it was about posting content. It wasn't about what it looked like. It wasn't about how good it was. It was about me learning as a designer to get better in Photoshop. You know, I would pick, I would do a team and then I would pick like a feature in Photoshop, like gradient map and be like, I want to use this as my whole point of doing this. Mm-hmm. So I would use gradient maps on all of them, or I would do 3D text on all of them or motion on all of them. It was just, it was basically a way for me to be accountable to put myself into Photoshop and practice. Mm-hmm. You know, it's, it's like, it's like any sort of athlete, you know, they're practicing every day. That's, that's my mindset from it. Mm-hmm. That's a really unique way to, Oh, sorry to kind of jump in, but that's a really unique way to, I guess, think of like using a soul, I guess, effect or a soul type of, you know, way to style things and then do that as your main, your main focus for separate designs. I feel like that's a cool way to practice. Well, now it's fun to go back and like, look at my 365 day project and be like, okay, when I did the blue jackets, this is when I started actually editing the photos. You know, Mm -hmm. when I started doing the Celtics, this is when I learned what gradient maps were. This is when I learned what displacement maps were, you know, stuff like that. You know, I didn't know what you know, the selective color panel was. So just the little things, it was, okay, how can I force myself to experiment with that? Mm-hmm. And that was what helped me the most. And that's the advice I tell a lot of younger kids who ask me how to get better in Photoshop is all about just really it's about putting in the work and learning. Cause 
for me, I went to design school. So I have all these, this design knowledge, but it's about how do I take that design knowledge and transfer it to Photoshop? You know, Photoshop is a tool we use. Mm -hmm. It's no different than painting or drawing. So I put in the hours and I'm good at Photoshop. I'm not good at drawing. If I put in the hours and then drew something every day, I would be a great, great illustrator in a year or better, much better at drawing. Um, so I did that 365 day project. Um, did some freelance work through that um, with the PJ tour. They were the people who reached out to me, um, which was cool. So I then turned that into getting a different job. So um, one of my old colleagues from college, when I went to community college, he was older. Um, he reached out to me and actually I'd send him like an email every year being like, Hey, Chad, you guys have an opening yet for me to come <laughs> hang out. It's just like some, cause I, this was someone I looked up to when I went to college. Mm -hmm. So I was like, I'm going to work with you. You do sports stuff. Let's do it. So he had an opening. So I actually went and I was able to work there. So I, started working there in like April of 2019. So this was only like two years ago. Where was this? It was a company called Z design in Miamisburg, Ohio. Um, they do environmental sports graphics. So it's just like uh, the woman who came and talked to me in, in college. So they do sports design stuff. you might've heard of other places, which are a little bit more popular, like advent or 49 degrees or Jack Porter. Mm -hmm. They all do environmental graphics. So, mm -hmm. I worked there until COVID and it was a little sort of more mom and pop shop. So um, everybody was let go pretty much. Um, and then hung out for a while. And then starting like last year, only in August, I've been freelancing pretty much full time ever since. So that's my journey. That is my <laughs> background. That's, I never knew. I never knew that aspect. I thought you were like, um, you've, you've been like freelancing for like, I thought you were freelancing for more than five years at least, but I guess like doing a lot of the side projects kind of gives you, I mean, you got that first freelance gig from PGA tour from doing that, you know, the 365 thing. So it's like, I don't know, maybe, maybe I was just didn't dig, didn't, uh, dig far enough well, to put find that, that information. If you put, if you put that into perspective, I only started doing sports stuff like three and a half years ago. Yeah. So like, hold on. 21, yeah, three and I, yeah, so three and a half years ago, you know, I, I finished my 365 less than three years ago. Mm -hmm. Like if someone wants to get into this field, I'm in a different position because I had seven years of design experience doing other things and, and whatnot. But it's possible if you put in the time to do something that you're doing, that I'm doing, that other people are doing, mm -hmm. you know, it just depends on how good you are at design or Photoshop. Like mm -hmm. that's the... That's the thing too, is like, I like to be optimistic with young talent and young kids and be like, yes, you can do this. It is possible. But in the same vein, the floor of talent is rising. So you need to stay talented and keep honing your skills. Mm -hmm. You know, like I know teenagers that are stupid good at Photoshop and freelancing and getting freelance gigs with the same people I'm doing freelance gigs with and they're killing it and they're 15, 16, 17. Mm-hmm. They're not even in college. Mm -hmm. I got, if, if I didn't, I want to cover this with you more in like a DM state of things. Cause we don't need to go over this in the podcast, but about uh -huh. since, since we mentioned though, like you, you mentioned like the 15, 16 guys, like 16 year olds they are doing so well for themselves in the design community is it, it, I guess it all depends if they really want to do it for a career. 
But like, do you think if they wanted to do design for a career, they could they should go to school? Just a quick yes um, or no, and then <laughs> no, no. I I I like I enjoyed. I've touched on this before on mm-hmm. randomly in my stream. People have asked about going to school. I think it's good for someone to go to school if you have a base. I would say yes, go to school. There is a select group of people that I don't think need to. So no, like I'm. We'll compare it to sports. There are the LeBron James, Kevin Garnett's, and Kobe's mm-hmm. of the sports design world at a young age right now. I don't think they need to go to school. They they're getting jobs now. You know, I I don't know what a college education would do to help them out now. You know, I know people that are like Jay Clay's an example that I like I like to use, and then um, Dan Goldfarb, who works for the Panthers now. Mm-hmm. Neither of them went to college. Both of them are were doing work in high school, and both of them are killing it now. Mm-hmm. Ridiculously. <laughs> insane they're doing such a good job but yeah that's always that's always something i like to touch on too because i had the thought i had the thought when i was a uh when i was a sophomore in college i was like you know like because i i guess like when i went to college based on how our curriculum worked we learned a lot of the you know the cliche um fundamental like beginner type of stuff like um design principles and all that stuff in our first two first two years so like or first year and a half actually so like that winter break of sophomore year i was like you know what do you know i had that conversation i was like do i need to continue this and i was like ah shit i'm like almost two years in already you might as well continue it but i hope i had that like i kind of regret not having that conversation with myself earlier um like either my freshman year or even before I went to college. Um, but granted, I mean, who, who knows time, time will tell, or not really time will tell. Cause it's over. I graduated in May, but like, you know, that type of thing. I always think about it. I really do. I, I always think about it. Like, is it really worth it? Because like in reality, you can take like Udemy classes or like Skillshare classes and learn. Right. Very similar content to what you'd learn in school. Granted, I guess maybe depending on where you go or like for your instance, you never would have gotten the connection to kind of kickstart, you know, to get into there. But I guess in a sense you were still going to do that 365. So you pretty much kickstarted your sports career for yourself, but you know, who knows? It's all, it's always, you know, what if type of scenarios, but I've always thought about it. To, to me, the argument I make for college is you're, put in an environment with other like minds that you see daily. Mm-hmm. And I mean, yeah, there's a huge financial factor behind it, but that makes you more accountable to actually do it. Mm-hmm. You know, if, if a young kid is driven to do this and has to drive and keeps doing it like Thatcher Mac, um, if you, if you guys know who, who Thatcher is, I do he, not know who Thatcher he, is. Hold on. Let me pull up his, let me, let me find him. Okay. Let me find him on Instagram because he is. Is he on Twitter? Yeah, hold on. Okay. Mac Creative. Okay. Mac Creative on Instagram. So like, he's he's crazy good, and he's a, a teenager. Like, I don't think he needs to go to college, but like, he's one of the the people that he's an exception to the rule. Mm-hmm. Now, one thing I will say is that like. I know that there are some really good people out there who are great at Photoshop, but if you tell them to put text on it, it's going to look terrible. So like, that's something that like, 
that's harder to learn by yourself, learn typography. Cause it's like, I don't know where do I, what do I look at? Mm -hmm. You know, what am I supposed to look at? And that's where college comes in handy is they know what curriculum you need to take. Now there might be some typography classes you can take, mm -hmm. but like I've seen people who make super awesome stuff, but if they put someone's name on there, it looks terrible because mm -hmm. they don't know what they're doing. Yeah. They can manipulate stuff well. So that's where you're going to become a more well-rounded designer in that aspect. Or that, if you, you know, sense. if you get a job anywhere, they're going to, you might need to make a print ad or some sort of page layout. Mm -hmm. You have no idea how to use InDesign or if you don't know how to use Illustrator, you only know how to use Photoshop. You're not going to succeed. Mm -hmm. So something I want to touch on kind of going back to your freelancing, um, type of career um as we were going into and then we i, I brought up the college conversation um, no that's fine um i want to touch more on your freelance career um i know you work with stn digital um and they mm -hmm. do they're basically like a i guess i guess you you work for them i guess i'm from the outside in so you work for them tell me what stn digital kind of you know is so they're a marketing company that focuses on um social media they're a marketing agency, I should say. Mm -hmm. They have a lot of clients in sports. They have some clients outside of sports as well. Um, I'm on their roster of freelancers. They have a ton of freelancers they use. Um, some are probably listening. You probably follow a lot of them as well mm -hmm. um, on social media. Mm -hmm. So the, the reason I can freelance and took the step to freelance is because I know I can at the moment depend on them to give me enough work to make it sustainable. Mm -hmm. And I pair that with other clients I have and it all works out. Mm -hmm. um, that's one move I know that a lot of people would give if you're going to try and do freelance is make sure you have your one client that you're solid with or a couple of clients you're solid with. It's like, I'm solid with SCN. They can depend on me when they need something done. I can depend on them to send me work. Um, so that's my relationship with them. There's other companies that do the same thing. Mm -hmm. um, there's Uncommon Thinking, which is a different company. I don't necessarily work with them, but I know um, people like Darius and Gabby and Designed by Johnny, they all work with them. Um, so there's a bunch of people you can work for. Uh, I'm trying to think of some. Like, I know a lot of people do like freelance work for Bleacher Report or for like Rock Nation directly. Mm -hmm. I've done some stuff for rock nation through SDN digital. So like SDN digital has a bunch of, has a bunch of different clients. I'll just read them off <laughs> based on stuff I've made for. So like the bears are one of their clients. They've done some stuff for the bears. Um, I was lucky enough to do a couple of things for the bears through them. They do stuff for some team in green Bay. They do stuff for the Pacers, um, NFL on prime, um, wrestling on TNT. You, you act like I didn't hear that slight right there. Yeah, so we can talk about that for a hot sec. So like, it's hilarious. <laughs> like, I try to do it like not to feel ungrateful mm -hmm. on the internet. Because <laughs> like, I'm a huge Bears fan, and like, there's nobody I hate more than the Packers. Mm -hmm. So then SCN, who I enjoy working with and still love to work with, <laughs> if you're listening to this, they'll send me stuff for Packers, and I'll be like, okay, great. I'm going to make a really cool grab for the Packers now. But hey, I mean, that's my my business and talents have no allegiance to any team. Mm -hmm. You know, I'll make work for whoever. And I do it as a challenge and sort of like, 
I want to say like pride, but like, or bragging, but it's sort of like a thing where like, look at this awesome graphic I made for the team I hate the most. I yeah. wonder what you, I could make for your team that I don't hate. <laughs> yeah. Sort of thing like that. <laughs> I, I, every, and I don't ever want to talk. Every time I don't want post... to talk bad about a client yeah. or anything, you know, yeah. like I'm uh, thankful that I can get this and I'm not ungrateful for it. It's just ironic. Every time you post something that you did for the Packers, I always just smile to myself a little bit. It's it's always just hilarious to see. I, I always I mean, think I always think like, dang, I wonder how much he hurt when he saw that this came out so well. <laughs> sometimes sometimes I'm like I'm like like I made a Packers graphic for like when um oh when they came to Chicago, I made the matchup graphic mm-hmm. Aaron Rodgers in Chicago, and I was like, damn it, this looks really nice. <laughs> I was like, I really like how this works. But like the thing is like they supply me with high resolution photos. And like the photos are good. So the quality of the artwork after that is going to be good as well. Mm-hmm. So I'm just like, great. Thank you. <laughs> but I mean, also, also to be real, like the bears had their chance to hire me. You know, they've, they, the bears could reach out to me mm-hmm. to make stuff for them. Yeah. You know, like I've applied for jobs at the bears multiple times, but I live in Dayton, Ohio. I don't live in Chicago. And I have a family here and I can't move. So mm-hmm. there's not really a world where I'm going to be their ideal candidate because they're going to want someone in-house. You know? Yeah, that's very true. But that's that's where true. I, <laughs> where I am. So with since you mentioned like you have a family and everything and, and going back to um, freelance stuff, how do you, I guess, balance that work life? Because I was talking to Brandon um, about this when he was on and he was like, you know, if you want to come into the studio at, you know, 7 PM and work through midnight or through the night, you can do that. Like, how do you kind of manage, you know, work life balance? So for me, for me, I'm not glued down to like my desk. Like my wife works a lot. She works, you know, she'll work after hours, just like hanging out on the couch and like we're designers. I can just hang out on the couch and work on something. Mm -hmm. You know, the, the thing with STN digital is they're, they're in San Diego. So like if I get a lot of work from them, they're three hours behind me. So they might send me something at one o'clock in the afternoon. Hold on. Let me grab my dog. Mm-hmm. For sure. Okay. So she might, she, she might, they might send me something at like one o'clock in the afternoon and be like, can we get this by tomorrow morning at 9 AM? And I'm like, you mean noon? Yeah, I can get you this by noon tomorrow. That's not a problem. <laughs> so I mean, it's the same thing. Like there'll be days like today where I didn't really have much to do this morning. So, you know, I, I, I hung out and took care of my dog and worked on some other stuff that I needed to get done. And then I got a project or I got a task or I followed up with other clients. Mm -hmm. So then I'll, I've been working on that ever since. And I'll work on that, you know, later tonight, you know, the, for me, the work-life balance I'm not tied down to my desk for nine hours a day. You know, for me, it's nice. I have a lot of great balance between that compared to working a normal nine to five. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't really have traditional hours. I work whenever my clients need me. Mm-hmm. If they send me something Friday and say, we need this by Monday and I'll, I'll work on it over the weekend. Mm-hmm. But um, that's what I'll, that's no. what I was like super fascinated in. Like when I first started, looking into design as a career i'm like dang like i could you know i guess you could be your own boss pretty much you know operate Mm -hmm. on your own hours operate when you i guess obviously you're controlled by a little bit you know obviously there's a deadline you have to hit and stuff but like 
you got a week to do something, you know, in actuality, you could screw off the whole week, get it all done Friday, and if it's sufficient, obviously. But, you know, in actuality, that's how things could go. But obviously, that's a glorified situation. But people get the point, right? Just working off of a different schedule and your schedule and, um, I guess controlling your own time. I feel like, I feel like that's an awesome, awesome way to go about things as well. Um, I bet your wife is pretty happy with that too. <laughs> you can, Hey, I'm going to go to work today, do the dishes, clean up around the house. <laughs> no, well, I mean, she's, she's been working from home this whole time too. So like we've both been home for the last year and a half. Oh, really? So our dog loves it. Cause we're always around. Yeah. <laughs> um, but I mean, yeah, I mean, I, I, I work from home. You know, that's the thing though. You're going to live or die by that though. So like, I could do a better job of focusing and structuring my time, you know, be like today I need to spend, depending on when I wake up, you know, I need to wake up earlier. If I woke up earlier, I could get more done. I could get more done for my business or branding or finding clients and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. You can easily become stagnant with what you're doing. Mm -hmm. Um, So like, I, you know, I've only been doing freelance full-time for like a year. So like I've got goals that I want to hit, you know, which I've already hit, which is great because you know, just compared to me working at my old job, which I didn't, wasn't crazy about certain things about it from a managerial standpoint. Mm-hmm. So like I'm in a much better space mentally working from home, you know, maybe I only work three, four hours a day, but here's the thing you can think about too, is like, if you work somewhere and you get paid, you know, X amount of dollars, if you freelance, you're probably going to be charging more per hour than you'd be working on a salary. Mm-hmm. Cause you know, I don't know, let's say like 40 grand is like 20, 20 bucks an hour mm-hmm. only. So, I mean, I can work shorter hours and make the same amount of money, which then allows me to spend more time with my family and then stuff like that. So like, that's a great benefit to freelancing. But like I said, you can't be stagnant. Like I'm always trying to find, since I've hit like goals I've wanted already, mm-hmm. I'm trying to figure out ways to then expand and branch out with freelancing specifically. Now I spend my time doing other stuff, which we're going to touch on in a little bit when mm-hmm. it comes to just content creation and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, so people need to hold on. My brother was trying to FaceTime. <laughs> <laughs> so like, like instead of focusing a lot of my time on like getting more clients and stuff like that, you know, I do some of the other YouTube stuff on the side mm-hmm. instead, which might be confusing to some people. Cause it's like, am I the guy people know they can come to for freelance design? Or am I the guy they know to that does videos on YouTube? So that can be kind of a, a confusing gray area with that, but it's something I like to do and yeah. it hasn't affected me too bad. Yeah. I was going to, I was going to say like, does that, I mean, we'll touch more in depth in a minute, like you said, but does I guess, have you seen, or do you think that affects, you know, people that would come to you for work? I guess, I guess if they look at the outcome of your past work and if it's, you know, if if that work is really well done, which it is, that Mm -hmm. speaks for itself, you know? Yeah. I mainly go off of that. I mean, I've had conversations with other people who freelance, you know, and like, uh, they might have more motivation than me, or they might have a different drive than me and wants and goals. So like, for me, I enjoy the process of helping and teaching and sharing my knowledge. Mm-hmm. Now, with some other people, don't, which is fine. Mm-hmm. Um, and they focus on more of the 
uh, rise and grind freelance sort of deal. <laughs> so there's nothing wrong with that. You know, everybody's yeah. different. It's all contextual. So, I mean, I don't know, like I've just had someone tell me that might be confusing. And I, I agree. I get that, you know, mm -hmm. like that's my brand is sort of, I mean, if you go to my, the thing is though, if you find me online or my website, I'm an independent designer. I specialize in sports design. I'm also live on YouTube on Tuesdays at 7 PM Eastern standard time. Subscribe to my YouTube channel. Mm -hmm. um, if you want to go to it, just go to ruin the community.com that I think that is still, live. is that the, is that the, is that like a hot, you, you buy, you buy, <laughs> you bought a domain yeah. just so you could link it to your YouTube channel. Let me, I'll, I'll explain that real quick. I don't want to touch base on that too much. So like when I first started doing my YouTube channel, I put up a design breakdown of my Khalil Mack graphic where he's throwing Aaron Rodgers on the ground and Rodgers is on the ground. Yep. First, first game of the year, like 2019. Mm -hmm. So I, I put up a, a, a video of a breakdown and I got like so much heat from it for like just toxic people on Instagram. And the, someone messaged me and like at, quoted me on their like story and said that I was ruining the community and everyone is just going to be basically copying what I'm doing. And then I'm going to complain that people are copying what I'm doing. And then like, so they basically just a bunch of people are going to have the exact same designs than what I have on my YouTube channel. Mm -hmm. As you can see, it didn't happen. Yeah, no. Of course it's not going to happen. So then I bought ruinthecommunity.com. So then if you go to ruinthecommunity.com, it goes to my YouTube channel. That's perfect. So I just I did that for me. It was I <laughs> yeah. just thought it was funny. Did that out of spite. Like, That's pretty funny. <laughs> and these are like, uh, you know, these are just like, they're just Instagram trolls who are just. There's a really there's a lot of toxic people on Instagram. Oh yeah. Um, so I just blocked them all and been fine. Mm -hmm. And I don't want people to think that like, I don't know. I've heard I've I've heard rumblings that people like don't like that, and I haven't brought it up in a while just because I don't care. But I just, it's just like a funny thing for me, like. Someone, are we? So someone also tweeted, "Oh no, they made an account. Someone took the time to make an account on the internet, on Instagram called F Bradley Jack Design on Instagram, and went and like started liking all my stuff and like commenting on things. So I bought that domain as well, but I I haven't re I didn't renew that one this year. I let that one lapse. I remember I was sitting at a Mexican restaurant with my wife. That's so funny. And I, you know, I started getting these notifications. F Bradley Jack Design." commented on this or liked this and like just like in the instant you get like nervous and anxious and like what like what is happening so mm -hmm. like i immediately just went to google domains and just bought that because they put it in their profile so it's like well if you're going to do that i'm gonna buy that domain so then if anyone actually pays attention to you it goes to my website yeah it goes, it goes, as goes to my youtube channel <laughs> yeah but then I mean, could people think could people think that you made it just no, uh <laughs> like, like, like why would anyone do that you know that's true yeah that's true that's true. So, like, I mean, that's a good way to deal with trolls is one, just ignore them. Um, I don't think they're as bad anymore as they used to be a couple of years ago on Instagram. I was going to say, do, like, you do, still get, like, do you still get, like, that like type that. of, that type no, I of, think like, I blocked, backlash? I think I blocked them all. It was mainly, like, like, it was, like, two or three guys who were just, like, anytime I did something, they, like, posted it and was, like, just talk shit about it the whole time. I don't get Like, that. I made a, like, I made a graphic of, uh, ninja like one of my final graphics for my 365 i made this like pink ninja graphics it's ninja and it's gaming and whatever yep and they just like 
they were just throwing throwing uh terms i don't like people to use you know calling me names and stuff and like on in dms and on like posts and i'm just like what are you doing yeah it doesn't even make any sense like what is your problem so (laughs) i mean i forgot about them i I think about every once in a while just like oh yeah that happened wow those guys look good good on those guys Mm -hmm. hope they're okay yeah whatever whatever is bothering you i hope it's unbothering you now Mm -hmm. so the side of your brand that i've actually come really interested in um, as a follower of you and as like a kind of like a like avidly watching your you know breakdowns mm-hmm. and stuff and wanting to learn more um, is like your YouTube and your stream and stuff um, I guess what was the motive for you behind that since you I mean you kind of already said it you like to be a teacher you like to you know supply supply things to where people can learn and you know from your knowledge and stuff like that um, but I guess I guess I guess I don't really know where to, where to go with this because you kind of already uh-huh. answered it, didn't you? <laughs> well, I, could, I'll, I could talk about it. So like I was already – I've been creating content on my YouTube channel mm-hmm. probably only since like 2019. You know, I've been throwing videos up there because I'll see people on – I'll see other big accounts people know and I'll be like, I'll make a tutorial too on stuff. And it's me just sharing information that I think people would benefit from, you know, breaking down i especially for the sports community because i break it down in a way exactly how you would use it for the sports community mm-hmm. you know like i have a video on exactly how i would cut out a basketball net or i would have one how to put a, an autograph on something or a signature on something quick videos like that but i was already doing all these design breakdowns and i think like i'm trying to think of what spurred it but like i've been streaming every tuesday since february which is good it's it's me being accountable and it's it, Part of it allows me to, it's a set time for me to create and make whatever I want opposite of client work. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, they might have things they want to do. And to me, it's a challenge because like I have 90 minutes. Like I'd usually only do it till 830 to appease my wife. So I'm not streaming all the time and taking over the internet. So <laughs> like there's only so much you can do in 90 minutes. Um, but from my old job, when I got out of college, like our turnaround times were like 24 hours for everything. So from working there for like six and a half years, I got into this mindset of like, push, I need to make push, this as push, fast push, as possible. Push, push, push. Yeah. Much more quantity over quality, which is very hard to get out of that mindset. Like the, the job I took at Z design was really like, what's the lead time on this? And it's like, doesn't matter. Two weeks. And I'm like, I need to work on this one thing for two all weeks day. yeah like is that all day i got all day to do this you don't need it in like three hours great like that's what i know like stn digital i know that they know they can count on me if they need something done in three hours i can get it done in three hours and it's gonna look good mm-hmm. like they rely on me a lot for that like they'll send me something they might send me something at one o'clock in the afternoon and be like we need this at six and i'm like all right that's fine Mm-hmm. get it done at six <clears throat> but they know that because i have you know and i might be working on something else so i have other clients that are more a couple days lead time a week lead time no real due date lead time with a lot of the stuff i do for stn is like hey we need something today or version one tomorrow morning something like that mm-hmm. but that's how i'm used to working so it's you know it's sort of fine by me mm-hmm. but i think so back to my youtube so like 
I don't know what it was. It's just like February, like streaming was like being a more big thing that like people were talking about. So it was like, okay, like maybe I'll try and do that. Like I got, a, I had a buddy that was streaming on uh, Twitch and he would just like, you know, hang out and play video games and people would watch him play video games. And I was like, well, no one in our exact community is doing this. Mm-hmm. You know, like, and that's the thing I, I say as well as like, some people are surprised when they like DM me a question and I'm like, here's the answer. Sounds good. Happy to help. And they're like, Oh, I can't believe you actually replied to me. And I was like, I'm just a guy who knows how to use Photoshop. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not, I'm not anybody. Well, I, I guess it's, you know? it's, it's that thing like in the sports, at least in the design community, in the sports community, like good designers and well reputable designers are held on that pedestal. Right. And then uh-huh. when you do send that message, like I remember when I messaged you the first time, like asking for feedback on something. I was amazed yeah. to be honest, but like now it's, it's kind of out the window. It's like, yeah, they're normal people with normal, you know, normal things. Like, yeah, they may have more followers than the average person on, on Twitter, but like, they're not going to just fucking shun you, you know? Yeah. And like, I, I brought this up the other day to, to design with Dan. Cause I talked to him all the time and I was like, I said something like, like I still get anxious when certain people comment on things I do. Or if I get a comment or like from someone that, you know, a DM message from someone that I, I'll say idolize, but not mm-hmm. really, you know, I look up to. Mm-hmm. Like there's this guy locally who works at a company, um, like the place to work in Dayton, Ohio for design. Like he'll comment something on mine. And like he came and talked to our class in college. And like, like every time he, he comments, like I just get a little bit, of, a little bit of spike of, uh, you know, my blood pressure, my heart rate, just a little bit, just like, yep. it's him. <laughs> Or like I made some custom 3D mock-up cases for Tyson Beck. So like he DM'd me and was like, "Hey, these are great. Let's you know, you know." And I've talked to Tyson before. Like I talked to him about sports card stuff all the time, um, and mainly stuff like, "Why'd you have to make Obi Toppin cards? I had to spend all my money on. Why'd you have to make Justin Fields Chicago Bears cards? I had to spend all my money on." <laughs> so I talked to him every once in a while. But him just like reaching out and asking me, it's sort of like, "Oh, I made something that Tyson wants to work with." Yeah. Sort of deal. Mm-hmm. which is just you know it's a good feeling and stuff like that and that's part of the helping thing too is like you know i've got a shop on my website where you can buy things assets you know ethan J design has some too and his are great mm-hmm. i use them all the time if you watch my stream yeah um so like i'm half of me is i need to make money so i can live in this house and have a family and then the other half of me is like i want to make sure that i am being one of the most helpful accounts you can find in the sports world on social media. Yeah. You know, you can come to me, I'll answer a DM. It's not a big deal. Mm -hmm. Do you think designers are going to become more content creators rather than like, as time goes on, do you think they're going to be more towards, yes, they can do their, you know, their edits and, you know, design, I guess things that like a designer would do, but like, do you think they'd go more into, creating content and around their brand and creating content around what they do or do you think it's a good idea to explore it's a good it's a good idea in the sense that if uh instagram breaks i have a youtube channel people can still see my content you know when facebook and instagram broke a couple weeks ago for like six hours like i'm on twitter no big deal Mm -hmm. you know it's about it's about that if one goes down there are other you know sort of legacy things with it too like I, I used to watch a lot of Gary Vee videos and that's actually what got me to do my 365. But like he brought up something which is humorous, but it's true. Like 
like my grandkids, if I, if I have grandkids or like my nephew's kids, they're going to see these videos, like these videos are on YouTube. Mm -hmm. They're going to be able to watch this video. You know, I can say like, hello, Jack's grandson. <laughs> and he can see this video and see his great, great uncle talking online. You know, mm -hmm. that's sort of a cool thing, depending on if how longevity this stuff lasts as it, as it turns to like content creation, like there are really cool content creators on YouTube that have millions of followings. And that's like, that can be a full-time job. Like that'd be cool for me if I can just stream once a week, that's my full-time job. You know, I think I'm a little too niche for that. Yeah. You know, but I'm, you know, I'm grateful for the eight to 20 people who come and watch me every week. Um, you know, I had a lot more people to start off. Like I, I hit like 50 or 60 sometimes, but again, like I, I'm going to get as much effort as I put into it. Like mm. I've done a couple of designer duels. I need to do more of those. I need to, there's a bunch of stuff I could do and need to do. It's just sort of a, when am I going to dedicate the time to do that? You know, I, I stream once a week because like I basically take over the internet in our house and I don't want anything to get wrong. So like I, I can't do that every day all the time or else my wife can't work from home, mm -hmm. uh, you know, stuff like that. Yeah. Like I would, I would like to do, you know, I, I used to do live critiques on Instagram live. I did that for like six months where people would use hashtag Bradley Jack critique. And it had like 10,000, 10,000 entries over the six months or 20,000 entries of people who wanted me to critique their work. Holy I would crap. just go in and just be, I would go in and just like pick things out. Um, or I would go and do, I did a thing for a while. Best thing, best thing I saw this week where on Thursdays, I would, if you use the hashtag, it might've been Bradley Jack critique or Bradley Jack design, something like that. I would go in and then pick what I thought was the best thing. Say, this is the best thing I saw this week. And then post some other ones I thought were nice. Mm -hmm. and I had a lot of people who liked doing that because it, it allowed someone that they looked up to sharing their work. Who doesn't mm -hmm. want that? worked out for me because it had people putting my name in front of other accounts that I don't have. It's mm -hmm. so like, that was something I liked. It just got too, it just got to be too much when it was like, um, and this I think was when I was working my nine to five, I was doing that. But then like, it takes a while to sort through 140 entries a week on Instagram scrolling to find one I think is the best without just, Having it be the same person each week. Yeah. And like without like kind of saying screw you to like half of them, <laughs> you know, <laughs> like without, right, oh, I, so I look like, through, I look through 70. Of the 140, I don't even want to look through the other 70, you know, <laughs> without well, that. It's hard to be like, where did I start? Where did I stop? Sort of mm -hmm. thing. So like I might bring, I, I've, you know, I thought about bringing some of that stuff back to like doing live critiques on YouTube mm -hmm. where you can email Bradley Jack critique at Gmail or something like that. And then I can talk about what I would change or what I would do. And usually my critiques are, I, you know, my critiques were fair and honest, but also given in a polite way. You know, I had a good uh, bedside manner with it. You know, this is something you can work on stuff like that. I was never like, this is bad. <laughs> I guess, I guess what's your, what's your opinion on, on critique then like that aspect of critique like yes feedback is a main thing designers live off of but like you know how when when is there a time and place to go like yo this needs to change and this is horrible <laughs> like do you even think this that there's ever a time for that i mean so like 
I was just talking to a girl I went to college with briefly about how one of my teachers still brings up my class's critiques because they were so effective and useful because we were honest. Like, and I had a teacher in when I went to community college that was brutally honest and like, he was tough. Mm -hmm. And like after your first, like it was a two year program. So like after your first year, you're like, there's certain people, there are people who are going to avoid her classes and people who are going to take her classes and people who are going to take her classes are going to be better designers. So like for me, I'm more about, it depends on the scenario, you know, like this was sort of for entertainment value, doing these critiques and being helpful and stuff like that. And I was honest, but I was just nice about it. You know, I, I was still honest. So I'll be like typography on this needs work. Like it's not great. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, some people ask me and that's how I usually am. I'm honest, but I am tough. Like if, if it looks bad, I'm going to tell you it looks bad. Mm -hmm. I'm trying to tell you what I probably would have done instead, but I'm subscribed to the tough love scenario more like this is going to make you a better designer. If you actually care, you're going to want to hear this. Mm-hmm. I'm not here to tell you, Oh, this logo you made looks good. Like I'll give an example. Like when I was in college, we had a girl in college, her logo, personal logo that she created was the letter G in the font curls with a, a clip art shamrock on it somewhere. That was her logo. And we were like, you didn't do anything. Like this isn't, a, you didn't do anything. You typed out the letter G and put a clip art thing on there. It doesn't even match. Like, how do you want us to critique this? This isn't anything you, you put no effort into it. So like, you know, that, and that's how the design world is, but like you have to get better. And I told you earlier, the floor is rising. Yeah. You know, if you're content with uh, being not treated like a baby, but you know, then that's, you're not going to get any better. You know, I'm not here to babysit you and say, Oh, you did a good job. I like that you use the color blue. You know, I'm going to tell you, I'm going to tell you exactly how I feel about it. And a lot of people are thankful for that when they DM me and they'll ask me, yeah, what would you do on this? And a lot of times I brought up to you earlier, it's like a lot of times it's uh, typography needs work. Mm-hmm. The typography needs work. Cause it's not something you can easily teach yourself. Mm-hmm. It can be done, but like, it's not, it just takes, it takes doing and experimenting to get better at typography. Feedback is such a big thing in like in career growth in being a graphic designer. Like granted, I haven't experienced any other profession. So it's like, like the feedback is literally everything. Even when you work with a client, you know, you're always getting feedback. Um, and I've, it, it was rough in the beginning of like my collegiate career. I like couldn't really wrap my head around like, you know, just even taking it. And now it's like, I, I live to just be ripped apart most sometimes, you know, about projects, mm-hmm. especially if you worked on it a long time and you're like, I don't want this time to be wasted. <laughs> you know, you look into it right. and you're like, this needs to be a good project because I've spent 10 plus hours on it. Give me the feedback so I can get this right. You know, like I guess the growth from failure, I guess failure is glorified, but the growth from, you know, um, what's the constructive criticism and stuff like that is just substantial when you like get comfortable with taking it and like learning how to take it. It just helps so much in like your process and even looking at things like, cause even sitting down on a screen, designing something for five hours, you know, it's only your pair of eyes looking at it, send it off to someone, right. get a second pair of eyes at least, or even a third pair of eyes on it. They'll pick things you didn't even think of or even see, you know? So it's like, and that's, 
that's another argument for college as well. You're going to be in a room with 15 other people that are going to look at it differently than you. Yeah. You know, the, the, and the more with me, when it comes to like stuff like that and like clients and critiques and stuff like that, the more communication, the better. Cause if you don't tell me something, I don't know it. Mm -hmm. So if you never tell me you want the, uh, the photo, you send me photos of someone, but you want the one where he's dunking on it. Don't send me the other photos. Send me the only thing you want on there, or I'm going to put whatever I want on there. <laughs> you know, it's just about communication and stuff like that. Yeah. And I mean, I'll have times where people will give me critiques on things from a client standpoint and they'll want me to do something. And sometimes I might be like, I, I, I don't want to do that. Mm -hmm. But if that's what you want, that's what you're going to get because mm -hmm. you're a client. Yeah. My, my job is to solve a problem you have. If you, in our case, it's usually, I need a graphic for this with this on it. And I will meet the needs that you have. If you want it to look this way, I'll make it look this way. If you need it to have this information on it, it has this information on it. You know, sometimes I'll get projects where it's like, here are the brand guidelines for all of this. You don't really need to follow them. Do whatever you want. And I go, great. Sounds good. Just I'll, roll. I'll do whatever I want. Yeah, <laughs> just <I'll>... roll on it. <laughs> but then it gets, I've had a couple of cases where that happens, but then I send them like a polished, like three hour version of something. They're like, we actually don't, we're not loving the look of this. Let's do this instead. And then it gets, a, it can get, that's the only time. It's only like annoying time is it's just lack of communication, mm -hmm. but the more communication you have with your clients and with people you're doing work with the better, like as me as a designer, if I need to know something and I don't know, like, I have no problem asking questions to clients. And that's something you learn to do. Like most of the time I'm like, I need to know exactly what words are going on this, what photos you want on it, what sizes and stuff like that. Give me some inspiration you want as well. So I know what kind of vibe you want. Cause those are the things I need to succeed. If I don't have that, I can't succeed. Mm -hmm. And a lot of the times I'll want them to supply me the copy because I don't want to be in charge of trying to figure out what this is supposed to say. Yeah. Cause I'm like, I don't know what this is for. Like, I know you're going to post it to this account, but like, I don't know what this needs to actually say. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, we, we've talked about a bunch of things. Honestly, we, I had mainly like maybe two, three things in mind that we were going to touch uh -huh. on, but we've talked about a whole mess of things. I think, I think for the people listening, we, since we talked about so many things, I might include timestamps on YouTube. Um, and even in the description of things just to kind of keep things organized. Um, but we talked, what are we talking? We talked about obviously your, your background, getting into freelance, mm -hmm. all that good stuff, kind of communicating with freelance, um, talked about creating content as a designer other than, or I guess creating content in general, other than just like your, you know, profession kind of going on alongside streaming on YouTube and stuff. Um, and even talked about critique and in, in school and all that good stuff. So honestly, I, this, this is a great, a great episode. Um, a lot of content was in here. A lot of, a lot of things that people can take away and apply, apply to their own, you know, their own experiences and own, um, own journey. I guess we can put it that way. Um, but usually coming towards the end of the end of the episode, I have, I have a little part where I have the guests kind of have a little send off for the people that, yeah. that are listening. So I guess what, what would be your send off at the, at the end of the episode? Gotcha. Kind, of, I mean, kind, of putting you long, spot, if, kind of putting you on the spot. Kind of putting you on the spot here. <laughs> if we want to elongate, we we can talk about the pen tool if we want to make this longer, but we don't have to do that. Um, <laughs> you want me to you want me to come up with a send off to say like goodbye or whatever? Yeah, like a little send off, like a little like a little nugget of of information, like all encompassing type of thing that like certified and trademarked by Bradley Jack Design. 
I mean, I like to say at the end of all my uh, all my streams is that I'm happy that you guys were quick to select to spend your time with us this oh, evening. Oh my goodness! Um, <laughs> as my jab to the pencil, which I get a kick out of every single time. Um, but I don't know. Yeah, you know, I mean, I'm I'm glad that everybody here was quick to select to to click on that, <laughs> click on the down the button, and listen to us chat today. Huh. Um, and then again, if you guys uh, aren't subscribed to my YouTube channel, youtube.com slash Bradley Jack Design. I go live every Tuesday at 7 p.m. I mean, I, I always want people to tell me who they want or for... what they want me to make oh, okay. for that. So like, you know, like Monday or Tuesday will come and it'll be like, wait, what am I doing tonight? I, I don't know. So like if you guys ever have something you want to see specifically, just DM me. And that could even be if you want me to show you how to use something. You know, I've, I haven't done one of these in a while where I just did like a, a live tutorial on like, here's how I would use this or here's how I would do this effect. Mm -hmm. I mean, if anyone has any suggestions like that, I'm always open to hear it because I'm always looking for more content to put on there and it's for you guys. Mm -hmm. Like I, I can only make so many Obi Toppin graphics and I can only make so <laughs> many Chicago Bears graphics. So like if you guys don't tell me, I'm just going to make more Obi Toppin graphics and then you, nobody's going to watch my stream anymore. You made a pretty you made a pretty dope one for Carly Lloyd last stream though. That was pretty nice. That turned yeah, out it turned, was... it, it turned out turned out really well. Except that I broke the stream because I unplugged something. Yeah. Which I've done many <laughs> times. Like I've got a really janky setup here cuz I'm used to going off a laptop and I bring in an ethernet cable. But like that one I had more time to spend on and there was no rush. Mm -hmm. Usually there's like this big adrenaline rush of like, I need to get this done as fast as possible. I don't have time to think. I just have time to do. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, those are it. It's it's I, at least for me, you can have a little testimonial here for me watching and, and kind of almost like being with you as you go through creative process and everything, no pun intended um, as you go through your process and everything designing those it's it's only helped me um even think about you know thinking about composition and think about ways to attack type differently and using different methods and, and effects and stuff like that in photoshop so it's only helped me so there's your there's your testimonial there's, for there's the people the in the flesh <laughs> um but yeah guys all of brad's links if you are looking for that youtube channel all of his links will be down below in the description anywhere you are so scroll down underneath the podcast you'll find those there um and, and yeah, I mean, this has been episode 12 of the creative process podcast with myself, Jared Klein. Um, I really thank you guys for coming out and listening again, Brad, thank you for coming on. It's been awesome. Um, very grateful for you coming on and taking the time out of your day, um, to do this. Um, but yeah, guys, I will see you guys in episode 13. Hope you guys have a great rest of your week and make sure you tell someone to love them or to wait, wait, that's not what it is. Make sure you tell someone that you love them. That's what, that's what it was. All right. Take it easy. Have a good one guys. Peace.